Improving medication use of a member's hypertension regimen is one component to support blood pressure control. And a lot of this was really accelerated through the pandemic, which really resulted in more visibility in the value of pharmacies and pharmacists in helping to support the patient's overall healthcare need. And so as a result, what we're seeing is a, a really a growing interest in the managed care interest industry to really, you know, especially brought on from the health plans um, and really the ones participating in the government-sponsored programs such as Medicare and Medicaid to really partner with these pharmacies to develop programs and innovative payment models, not only to support just the adherence measures, but also these other clinical measures such as the CBP measure. Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where quality measurement leads to better patient outcomes. This show will be your go-to source for all things related to quality improvement and medication use in healthcare. We will hit on trending health topics as they relate to performance measurements and find common ground for payers and practitioners. We will discuss how the Equip platform can help you with your performance goals. And we will also make sure to keep you up to date on pharmacy quality news. Please note that the topics discussed are based on the information available at the date and time of recording. Information or guidelines are updated periodically, and we will always recommend that our listeners research and review any guidelines that are newly published. Buckle up and put your thinking cap on. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. Welcome to the PQS podcast, where we focus on medication use, quality improvement, and how we can utilize pharmacists to improve patient health outcomes. I'm your host, Nick Dorich. Our team at PQS is focused on how pharmacists and the entire pharmacy team can be leveraged as a healthcare provider and as a setting to help improve patient care. The ever-evolving role of the pharmacist and pharmacy technician are allowing for more tasks and opportunities to exist beyond the medications that are dispensed from a pharmacy. Now, while pharmacists continue to evolve their practice, it's important we also consider how the managed care or payer community considers engaging with community pharmacies to improve health outcomes for prominent disease states. And for this episode, we have brought in a managed care pharmacist to gain their perspective on addressing health outcomes and how they may interact with community pharmacy efforts. So our guest today is Radha Patel, a pharmacist and director of Pharmacy Quality Improvement at Centene. Radha, welcome to the show, and how are you doing today? Nick, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today with you and the Quality Corner Show listeners. Excellent. Now, Radha, before we begin, let's get to know you, and let's uh, give the audience a chance to know a little bit about you. What's your background in healthcare, and then what do you do in your current role at Centene? Sure. Um, well, as you mentioned, I am a pharmacist um, by trade, and I graduated with my PharmD from the Philadelphia College of Pharmacy. After I graduated from pharmacy school, I completed a PGY-1 community practice residency at the University of Georgia and Kroger, and then went on to complete a PGY-2 ambulatory care residency at the Virginia Commonwealth University and practice within a large free clinic. During both of these experiences, I had the pleasure of working with many diverse patient populations and had the opportunity to implement and practice within several pharmacist-run disease state clinics, 
um, focusing mostly in diabetes, hypertension, anticoagulation, and HIV. Um, and I also had the opportunity during these during this time to really uh, refine my teaching and research opportunities, which then led me to pursue and start my career in academia after I finished both of my residencies. I started in academia at the Philadelphia College of Pharmacy and then later at the University of South Florida, Florida, Teenager College of Pharmacy. I was there for about seven years during my tenure in academia um, and had the opportunity to practice in several different um, pharmacist-run clinics. And during this time, I continued to build on my clinical experience, establishing pharmacist-run hypertension management clinic and practice within a variety of diabetes and anticoagulation clinics um, under a collaborative practice agreement. And then again, continue to refine on my teaching and research experience and a lot of collaboration across the industry with many uh, physicians, nurses, and pharmacists um, to continue to develop our research um, experience as well as um, publications. And then as I was finishing my time in academia, I completed my master's in public health with a concentration in public health practice. And that's really where my interest in managed care continue to grow um, as I reflected kind of where I wanted to be long-term. Um, I knew that clinical programs and um, supporting at a population level was something that I was really interested in. And so in 2017, I, I made a career switch, started at WellCare Health Plan, which is now Centene Corporation, as a manager of pharmacy quality initiatives. Um, I was brought in as a manager over the Medicaid uh, quality for, um, to support quality for pharmacy measures. Um, and had the opportunity to develop a lot of um, really innovative clinical programs. Um, and then as my career evolved in Centene, um, continued to um, grow as a director, and then about two years ago transitioned into the Medicare space um, and supporting the Medicare strategy for our three adherence measures and our, our SUPD measure. And that's currently where I am today. So in my current role, I oversee the development, execution, and evaluation of the enterprise strategy for these measures for our more than 1.3 million Medicare Advantage members, as well as 4.5 million PDP members. And part of the strategy is focused on the unique and innovative ways to partner with our community pharmacy partners um, to support quality initiatives, um, ultimately to drive quality measure improvement and gap closure. Thank you, Rada. And for today's episode, we've brought you on board to talk about how the pharmacy team can be involved with blood pressure management and screening in local and community pharmacies. We'll talk about the opportunity to improve patient care, why pharmacy is uniquely positioned, and how a managed care organization may work with other providers for such initiatives. Before we get into today's discussion, we need to hear a brief message from the PQS team. We'll be right back with the questions after the breakdown. Now it's time for the breakdown. As Quality Corner show host, Nick will ask three main topic questions. Our guests will have a chance to respond, and there will be some discussion to summarize the key points. This process will repeat for the second and third questions, which will wrap up the primary content for this recording. After that, expect to end on a closing summary, usually containing a bonus question. Now that we have described the process, let's jump into the questions. 
back. And for the purposes of today's episode, the focus is going to be how payers, how managed care organizations are engaging with pharmacists and pharmacies in new and unique ways for blood pressure management. The why question is always a great place to start. So for our first question, Rada, why is blood pressure management and cardiovascular health a particular focus for a health plan to work with pharmacies? Yes, of course. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it is very critical. So according to the CDC, cardiovascular disease, which is often referred to as the silent killer, is the leading cause of death in the United States and accounts for more than $219 billion in healthcare spending in 2021. So cardiovascular disease is really a compilation of several conditions which can affect the heart and blood vessels, co commonly caused by plaque buildup, um, in the wall of the arteries, which we refer to as atherosclerosis, and, and as well as high blood pressure. And so when these conditions are untreated or poorly managed, it can really lead to progression of cardiovascular disease, such as heart attack, stroke, heart failure, arrhythmias, and heart valve problems. While we think about risk factors for this as usually being high blood pressure, and accounts for, you know, usually brought on by poor diet, lack of exercise, and overall lifestyle, there are some other irreversible risk factors that we know of. This includes age, family history, race, and ethnicity. And so for all these reasons, and given the high prevalence of cardiovascular disease in our population, quality measures have been developed mainly by the NCQA and the Pharmacy Quality Alliance for health plans, providers, and pharmacies in order to evaluate how well they help to support their patients with the management of high blood pressure. And this really ranges from medication adherence to overall blood pressure control. Excellent, Rada. I'd like to talk more about these measures that are considered because pharmacists and most folks working in pharmacy are really only familiar with a handful of quality measures at this time, typically around medication adherence. But we know in the larger health plan space, um, for health plans and hospitals, health systems, there are literally hundreds of quality measures that can be applicable. So uh, for this next part, are these measures that you reference are they solely related to medication use? Are there other measures that pharmacists can impact related to blood pressure tests, screening, and management? Yeah, you're absolutely right. There are many different measures that can overall impact um, how quality is, is measured um, from a blood pressure perspective. The two that we most commonly see uh, from a health plan perspective is the heat as controlling blood pressure measure, which we refer to as the CBP measure, um, and then the PQA hypertension medication adherence measure, which is the one that you just referenced. Both of these measures have been adopted by the CMS Medicare STARS rating. So to focus a little bit more, the, CD, the CBP measure is really the percentage of members who have hypertension and are adequately controlled in their blood pressure each year. And the PQA adherence measure, also referred to as the RASA measure, evaluates medication adherence for the angiotensin renin antagonist class of medication, and it uses a proportion of days covered calculation using pharmacy claims. And so as we think about what adherence means from a quality perspective, usually it's, it's translated to a member or patient having a PDC greater than 80% for the calendar year. And so to answer your second question, uh, while we often think of pharmacies as, as being able to support the medication use part of the quality measure, we have been seeing a shift in pharmacies being leveraged more for these additional clinical services to help support 
some of the non-medication use measures um, or in places where appropriate medication use can result in improved clinical outcomes. So for the purposes of this discussion, improving medication use of a member's hypertension regimen is one component to support blood pressure control. And a lot of this was really accelerated through the pandemic, which really resulted in more visibility in the value of pharmacies and pharmacists in helping to support the patient's overall healthcare needs. And so as a result, what we're seeing is a, a really a growing interest in the managed care interest industry to really, you know, especially brought on from the health plans um, and really the ones participating in the government-sponsored programs, such as Medicare and Medicaid, to really partner with these pharmacies to develop programs and innovative payment models, not only to support just the adherence measures, but also these other clinical measures, such as the CBP measure. Now, Rada, these opportunities for uh, patients of the community pharmacy, at, at the community pharmacy, they're the patients for you as the health plan, they're members, but these opportunities to engage with blood pressure management, they might be new for pharmacy, but it is not new to managed care organizations or health plans that have uh, already engaged or are engaged with other providers in value-based payment systems to manage blood pressure or, or health outcomes as it relates to blood pressure. In examples like this, what are the expectations for the healthcare provider and what should the pharmacy team understand to ensure that these programs are seen as successful? Yes, you're absolutely right. Payers and providers have been working in many value-based payment systems for many years to help support quality measures. While some of this may be new to pharmacies, it is definitely an exciting opportunity and an exciting time as we think about the role of the pharmacist and the pharmacies in helping to support not just medication adherence to blood pressure, but also all the other clinical components of the CBP measure. And it really is truly a partnership between the health plan, pharmacy, and even the providers to work together to provide appropriate clinical care to the patient. And so these innovative payment models that allow pharmacies to take on additional clinical responsibilities are important and will support and elevation the pharmacist's role in driving overall clinical improvement. What we want to ensure is that our pharmacy partners um, really recognize that these clinical opportunities should not be seen as just tasks, but really embrace as clinical opportunities to provide education and drive member behavior change to support overall gap closure and optimal health outcomes for the patient. So the success of the program is really going to be on the outcomes. Now, Rada, the, the service may may not be available or presented to all pharmacy teams yet, but that doesn't mean we can't educate ourselves or we can't learn about them. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of the community pharmacy. And if you work for a pharmacy or an organization that supports community pharmacies, how would you start to inform and influence your pharmacy operations to support such programs, such as blood pressure screening, so that when these opportunities launch, that you can uh, hit them right away and be ultimately successful? So that's a great question. And the short answer really is, it's going to be dependent on the pharmacy itself. As a payer, we recognize that not all pharmacies operate the same and or may have the same workflow. So a self-assessment on how these programs could be operationalized within a day-to-day -day, um, manner is gonna be critical. So level a level of pre-planning is going to be required um, in order to ensure that there is no disruption in the services that are being provided. 
Now, I recognize that that is easier said than done, but it really does require embracing change, leadership buy-in, and being able to provide the pharmacy team delivering these services the appropriate tools and resources necessary to be successful. While we recognize that the dispensing of medication is pivotal to the work of the, of the pharmacy, um, pharmacies should really look at these opportunities not only as additional sources of revenue for the pharmacy, but also as a means to strengthen the patient-pharmacist relationship and as a strategy, strategy to support retention of those members filling at those pharmacies. These clinical services are starting to become differentiators in our industry and over time may impact the patient's decision to stay on with those pharmacies or choose to go to a different pharmacy. So as we think about all of this, pharmacies should really start thinking about how they can start providing services to their patients that span outside of dispensing to start setting themselves up for success. This could include ensuring that there is appropriate training within the staff, participation in health screenings, whether it be within the pharmacy or in the, in the community, and really starting, to con starting or continuing to build relationship with key provider groups and health plans in the area. Rada, excellent answer. And I think this really fits with the mantra of prior planning prevents poor performance. Um, so the information and the details are there for pharmacies. We really encourage them to start looking and start planning for these opportunities so you can hit the ground running. Now, for our final question, this show, the Quality Corner Show, focuses on really one main idea, and it's an important one, improving patient health outcomes. Obtaining a blood pressure reading itself is not the only thing that matters when taking care of the patient. How does a blood pressure screening create a meaningful opportunity for pharmacists and the, and the pharmacy team and the healthcare team to provide other services with a patient now and in the future? Yeah, and that's really another great question, and you're absolutely right. We've been talking mostly about blood pressure management and the role of the pharmacy. But these types of services are really the catalyst to opening the doors for more opportunities, for more patient engagement, and building and strengthening that pharmacist-patient relationship that I referenced earlier. Pharmacies that are highly integrated in the care of their patients will often see healthier patients that stay with those pharmacies, and as well as those patients are more likely to continue to engage in other services being offered by the pharmacy, whether it be through vaccination services or other clinical services such as A1C screenings, um, just to name a few. And lastly, so as the landscape of the quality measures continue to evolve and the role of pharmacies is becoming a pivotal part of many payer strategies, the pharmacies that show a commitment to supporting our members and their patients in delivering on quality measure results are more likely to continue to be engaged by payer groups to continue to deliver and grow their services across a variety of different measures. Excellent. Well, Rada, thank you very much for the information today. Really excited to be having a health plan and health plans that are partnering with pharmacies to uh, engage the patients on optimizing their medication therapy regimen, but also providing screenings, other health and wellness services. And uh, as we talked about, one of the questions, the main questions here was, well, how is success or how do we view success for the program? And it's ultimately pharmacies engaging, getting good results, taking care of the patients. That's what, what is going to allow 
these sorts of programs grow and expand to potentially other pharmacies, but also for other services. So we're really excited for it. I really appreciate you coming on the show today um, to talk about these sort of items and to help share the and spread the message on how your team is looking to work with pharmacies. Um, but now we've reached the point in the show where we have some different uh, questions or different set of questions for our guests. These are not necessarily related to healthcare and pharmacy. However, if you choose to add details about that, that is perfectly fine. So Rada, are you ready for our rapid fire questions? All right, I'm ready for it. Excellent. First question, are you a morning person or a night owl? Definitely a night owl. Okay. I have to ask her at the follow-up question here, what time does that mean as usual bedtime? Well, if I'm in bed, I can be up, you know, but in bed by nine and night owl means lights off, go to sleep, maybe around 11. Okay. That sounds very similar. I, this weekend had a uh, conversation with one of my, one of my uh, good friends, perhaps another PQS teammate who had said the same thing. Bedtime gets into bed at nine, but watches things on their phone or tablet until about 11. Uh, so you're not alone and you're with good company. I can tell you that. Our next question do you prefer to read the book or watch the movie? And if you have any particular examples, we'd love to hear them. Yeah, um, watching a movie um, definitely probably would be my preference. Um, recent examples, it's, it's been a while, I must say. So it has, definitely has been a while. So can't think of one right now off the top of my head. Not a problem here. Our next question, what is your recommendation for living a healthy life? Yeah, so, um, you know, aside from the usual response, eating healthy and staying active, my recommendation is really to take to make sure to always take a break, maybe go on vacation, take some time for self-care, whether that means going to a spa, spending time with family and friends, or even just having some alone time. Excellent. And then our final question here, Rada, what is one goal, personal or professional, that you are working towards? Yeah, so, um, you know, aside from following my own recommendation of, of living a healthy, for what living a healthy life should be like, um, but I would say, you know, definitely one of the things that I'm working on is really being more intentional and slowing down and taking the, that time for self-care. And hopefully maybe being able to read a book or watch a movie would be really nice from time to time. Um, but, you know, right now in the season of life that I'm in with two little kids, that's just a little bit challenging, but definitely taking time to to slow down and really enjoy the the little moments, especially with my family. Got it. Yeah. If if there's any movies watching, it might be things like uh, Frozen or Moana, which I'm not saying is bad. Patrol movie was very good. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, Rada, I really appreciate you coming uh, on onto the show and uh, talking about how um, health plans or, or how your health plan is engaging with pharmacists and pharmacy teams um, to provide these patient care services, improve patient health outcomes. It's a really exciting time in the pharmacy landscape. Um, but uh, folks, they may have you know questions for you. They may want to learn more information um, if they if they do have questions or as a follow up from this episode. Is there a way that they can contact you? Yeah, um, yeah. So again, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and that really commends you all for bringing light to to the work that's being done um, and really highlighting this opportunity for the pharmacies and supporting quality measure. But to answer your question, yes. Um, so my email, the best way to get in contact with me would be through email, rada.patel at centene.com or through LinkedIn. Excellent. Rada, again, thank you very much for joining today's show. And with that, 
we have wrapped up this episode. For our audience, we thank you for joining us today, and we hope you listen to our next episode of the Quality Corner Show. Before we go, we have one final message from the PQS team. The Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show has a request for you. Our goal is to spread the word about how quality measurement can help improve health outcomes, and we need your help in sharing this podcast to friends and colleagues in the healthcare industry. We also want you to provide feedback, ask us questions, and suggest health topics you'd like to see covered. If you are a health expert and you want to contribute to the show or even talk on the show, please contact us. You can email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind, what we can address, so that you are fully informed. We want you to be able to provide the best care for your patients and members, and we wish all of you listeners out there well.